News for the Kosher Consumer, and I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. Wish everybody a Kamal Sima Toiva. It's a very special time of the year. We hope to focus on a few of the issues that are to tie into this time of the year uh, in a few minutes. But there's a lot of stuff we have to do today, and uh, I want to share with you. I like to share usually something that happens in the course of the last few days comes across my desk, my telephone. I got a call today from somebody who distributes uh, free products. I mean, they give it away free. They get it, and they give it away free. They give it to different people who are needy, different Jewish people who are needy, and they wanted to know about this basil. It seems the basil came from Palestine. The question is, uh, does it need the separation of Trumas and Meisvis? See, if it needed the separation of Trumas and Meisvis, then they wouldn't give it out. They wouldn't distribute it because, obviously, there's a problem. Well, I mentioned that <laughs> basil has another problem. It has that uh, the, it may be insects. So they said to me that, that people have to decide, whoever they are, okay, well, I just want to know the question. The, the basil comes from Palestine. Is it have a problem with Trumas and Meisvis? Now, the assumption is that Palestine is Eretz Israel, and it's Gaza or the the West Bank, the this bank, you know, the parts of Yushalayim that are you know that that the Arabs control. What is this Palestine? Well, probably that's what it means. That's the assumption that we have. So um, the question is, is there a din of Trumas and Meisvis? I looked into the matter and came out the following way. The Rambam in Hilchas Trumas, um, in the Perik Aleph, Halachi Yud Aleph, says that it depends who finishes the Maisa of the grain or whatever it is, whether it needs separation of Trumas and Meisvis or not. It seems if a non-Jew does the last product, the last part of it, if he just finishes it off, what they call miruach, which was to smooth it out when you had a, a cree, you had some container, and you wanted to smooth it out, you took a, a stick and you pulled it across, and you filled it up to the tippy top, and then you, cl- you press it across, and now that was one container. And then you're going to go on to the next container. So that is called miruach. And uh, when you do that, that's the finishing of the process that started by planting it, etc. So if a goy does that, then you don't even have to do trumas and maizus, even if the Jew did the other parts of it. That's how the Rambam comes out. So obviously, if it belongs to the goyim from lock, stock, and barrel, then it is uh, definitely not a problem whatsoever. And that's how we inform these people, and they're giving out the basil. But Hashkacha Pratis, I started looking into it further. I don't know why, I just happened to see something else. And it seems that some people say that some of the products that say Palestine are really from Israel. They're not from Palestine. They're not from the Arab countries. But the, but the logic dictates that overall that's not done, uh, especially to send you know, to America. M- maybe you know, in certain parts of the world, 
it is becoming an issue where people want to hide that it's really an Israeli product and claim it's a Palestinian product. But I think they asked me the question that they were in a situation where they were pretty sure that it was from Palestine. In any, in any event, I would say that, you know, the vast, vast, vast majority of these are from Palestine and not from Israel. And since, according to the Rambam, the, the, the mitzvah of Trumas and Maishas, Bismanazeh, is only the Rabbanan, because Kedusha doesn't, not, it, it, it was a complicated topic, but right now I'm not going into the topic, but the Rambam feels that you don't say uh, Kedusha, Lasid Lovo, that it's considered to be an Anisa Doraisa today for, for eating something that's Trumas and Maishas. So therefore, since it's the Rabbanan and the over- I mean, the overriding majority of cases it's gonna, that says from Palestine, it means Palestine. And that means the Goyim own it. And you and I cannot imagine Jews working in Palestine when they've killed Jews constantly in Israel. Just one the other day, somebody that we knew that got killed the other day, uh, two days ago, I think it was, two, three days ago, they, somebody was killed. You, you can't say that you know, Jews are going to work in Palestine. They're not going to. It's bad enough we're letting <laughs> the Arabs work in Israel, which the government feels they have to do, but th that a Jew would work in Palestine, I don't think it's possible. So we, we, that's how we paskin, and then we gave that over to them. Uh, I discussed it with my, with my Rebbe, and we had a, a decision that that's what we're going to tell them. I want to tell you one more thing that came across my desk, because it was just interesting. And then we're going to go to some stuff that's very, very interesting. We're going to go to some products and things that you really do see on a regular basis. We're going to talk about things, not uh, somebody you never heard of, some, con uh, some company that you never, never imagined. We're going to talk about things that, are in, that you have seen, that I have seen, that you know about. That's what we'll be talking about in just a few minutes. But I just want to share with you this one story that is very interesting. It seems that there's a... It ties into our topic. There's an anori, which is seaweed, that comes... I, I, I really don't know the name of the company. I'm convinced that the name of the company is some Chinese name or Japanese name, more, more likely Japanese. I don't know which it is because there's this Japanese or Chinese lettering on the packaging, and the company that distributes it is Ran Foods, R-A-N. And the, the, the product is, let me get the, I think I have it here. Maybe I don't even have it. The, the, the product is Yona uh, Nori. Yoni Nori, that's it. Y Yani, I'm sorry. Yani Nori. Y-A-N-I-N-O-R-I. Yani Nori. Nori. That's <laughs> not a choylem. Uh, Yani Nori. And this Yani Nori has this strange lettering on it. And it's being sold in Costco in, in, uh, in Canada. And it's distributed by Rand Foods from Canada, which means it could come to America too. Uh, I don't think it couldn't come to America. A lot of things come across the border. That's, that's an olive base. Where it emanates from, I don't know. All I saw was one piece of the packaging, and I have not been able to find out the company that makes it. Uh, I'll be Netter, I think I spoke, I think I'll be speaking to try to speak to Rand Foods and try to find out from them. In any event, well, he, here's the interesting point. They have a symbol that has a circle and a K in it. It's not the OK. The circle with a K in it, 
and it says kosher earth. Kosher earth. Kosher on top, the K, on the bottom, earth. So I got this from the Earth Kosher Company, which is, uh, which is a good hashgacha. It's a good, it's a solid hashgacha. Rabbi Zusha Blech was running it together with Rabbi Goldman. And then when Zusha Blech passed away, Rabbi Goldman put somebody else in. And uh, this is a company that's been around for a number of years and, and does uh, a responsible job in Kashrus. And it's Earth Kosher. Now, their symbol is like a globe. And that looks like some some of the countries, some of the, uh, uh, you know, it looks like some of the figures of the countries on the map. And there's a K in there somewhere. But you can clearly see that it's the Earth. And uh, this thing says Kosher Earth, and their name is Earth Kosher. Very easy mix-up. So they let us know that this product is not under them. But I remember this company this, this symbol of kosher earth, and I tried to research it. And here's what I found so far, although I probably will never be allowed to find out the real story. And I'll tell you why. There's a, uh, if you type in earth, I'm sorry, koshereearth.com, you get switched over immediately. You, you, you go right into uh, a, a company called Palio, Foundation. Paleo is this, I don't know if you're familiar with it yet, the pa- Paleo is this kind of foods which is like back in the caveman's times where, where people originated, where they used to eat before we ate anything civilized. It's, ra- it's basic foods. And, it goes, and, they, and they think that that's a very healthy thing. And, and there's a Paleo Foundation. And earth, kosher earth goes right over to Paleo Foundation. And I remember this thing from a couple of years ago, but I really lost track of it, so I can't say it intelligently. But every time you do that, it comes back. You can also type in uh, kosher earth and not dot com, and you're going to get to some kind of like Twitter, I think. I'm not sure. I think it's a Twitter account. And there's a lot of, and you see a symbol, and you see a lot of different uh, entries. And they stop at 2016. So this company, as far as I'm, underst- I'm understanding it, whatever that, whoever Kosher Earth is, is not doing anything active anymore. Uh, it could be that I had something to do with it. I remember getting involved with this a couple of years ago, and I don't know how far I went with it, so I can't answer you intelligently. But what we're, st- we're talking about is that it goes to Palio. So I, I sent an email to Palio, and I said, uh, you know, whatever it is, do you give Ashkocha? Is there a rabbi, an organization? So they wrote back, we don't give any kosher certification. I said, but, you know, what, uh, I said, what about this symbol, the, 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 the kosher earth uh, symbol? So they said, you know, they answered me in a very funny way. You know, that's a, a, I forgot the words, I have to remember the words, but it, they, it, it was to the effect, that's an interesting question. But, you know, you know that's another, that's another, no, she said another can of worms. That's a different can of worms. A different can of worms, which means there is a story here, <laughs> how paleo, they said, but we never, ever gave certification. In other words, I think they owned that symbol. I think they had something to do with that symbol and used it, and their, their concept was kosher earth 
not meaning that the products were kosher, but they're going back paleo to the old days, and somehow they got that word kosher, and they thought it was a nice twist. So they used the words kosher earth. Of course, the mistakes that they made were putting a big K in there, which means the OK, could probably, if they track down who it is, will sue them. And, uh, and, and earth kosher might, might also sue them. But anyway, kosher earth, as far as we know, it doesn't really exist. But it's on products. It doesn't exist, as far as we know, anymore, if it ever existed. But it's on products. The people at Earth Kosher told me that they only know two products. This is only one of two products that they know that had that symbol. That symbol, when you type in Earth Kosher into, and, you, and you type images, and you push images, you're going to get that symbol. It's like a classic symbol. It's a beautiful symbol. It's a classic symbol and comes up easily in any search of kosher symbols because the word kosher is in there. So you write kosher symbols, you're going to get kosher earth. And it doesn't exist, but it's on products. That's why we need to get a little clarity. I get people calling me up all the time, Rabbi Wickler, it looks like this. And I say, you know, so many of them look like that. If you get a copy of our, our book, The Kosher Supervision Guide, we have 1,427 hashkachas. They get a copy. It's in libraries. You want to buy a copy. You have a friend, a rabbi. Get a hold of a copy. Take a look. Go to a store. Stick your nose in it. Don't pay for it. I don't care. But I can't do it over the phone. Some people send me images, and I can see it right away, but there's no way for me to figure it out over the phone because... So many of the symbols are lookalikes. If you don't describe it perfectly, I'm not going to know what it is. Even then, I wouldn't know because they said it could be A, B, C, or D. How am I supposed to know? If you can see it clearly, or you know, let's say, for example, the product is made in Canada, so it's a, is it a Canadian symbol? But you can't just go ahead and say, uh, Rabbi Wickler, it's a K, and it looks a little like this, it looks like that. I can't really do it. I can't help them, and I feel sorry for them, and uh, especially if they're in the store and they're calling me from a store. I can't help you, because I don't know what you're talking about. You want to send me a picture? Okay, I'll look at a picture. But uh, basically, this is something that a person should be doing themselves, and this kosher earth is really an interesting story because it shows how easily we can be fooled into thinking, oh, kosher earth, that's earth kosher. No, it isn't. But it has earth and kosher. Yeah, but it says kosher earth. But it has a K and it, and it, says, uh, and it says earth. Yeah, but it's not the symbol of the earth kosher company. Interesting. Very interesting. And people are fooled like this all the time. L let me go on to some things that I, I brought, which, again, it's not we're not talking yet about. I'll do one thing for the for the Yom I'm not not now for uh, we may we may do something again to Yom Kippur, but let's now just give you a recap on tzach infestation. It's it's worth mentioning it every year, especially since I have the new copy from Rabbi Moshe Vaya, uh, who sends us every year the English version of tzach infestation. Well, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. You can get it. It's a one-page sheet, and. Uh, very, very easy to, you want it, I'll, I'll email me, 
Kashrus at AOL.com. Billy Nether, I'll try to get it to you before, before, <laughs> before the weekend because uh, you, you got to do something with your sukkah. So if you send an email, say schach, don't ask me how to spell it. Here it's S-C-H-A-C-H. Schach, and at, at, uh, at kashrus at AOL.com, just write kashrus at AOL.com and send the word, the word schach, and I'll believe that I'll send it to you. I'm sending the English. There's an English and the Hebrew with the separate ones. I'm not going to send you the Hebrew. Listen to what basic concept here. There weren't the bugs over there. I see them. When I first heard about this thing, I thought it was off the wall. I think you know, some few people have it once in a while. No way. So far, basically, I have it every year. Now I read this thing. It tells you how to prevent for the next year. But I didn't. I'm not such a good fellow. I I figure I can do handle it. What basically you have to do is take your schach, and it doesn't matter what kind it is. It could be the bamboo, the old style bamboo, which is what I have. It could be the mats. You take it and you roll it up or whatever, hold a bunch of bamboo sticks in your hand, put a piece of paper on the ground or anything you want on the ground, and bang. I don't want you to bang away and hurt yourself and spend all day doing it. Bang it three times. You want to be at Sadiq, you'll bang it four or five times. Then look at the paper really quickly and see if anything's moving. More than likely, especially if you never did this, something will be moving. Now, if you see a bunch of them, your schach is heavily infested. But if you only see a couple, and you bang it again and nothing comes out, you, could do, you have to do the other side too. You got to do both sides. And then, if you see anything, then you'll have to You'll have to spray. You spray inside the holes if there's if you can. That's basically what you want to do. Why do we have to do all this? Because it's very very likely that some of these bugs will end up falling into the sukkah and might be into the food that you're eating. That's the concern. It's an ancient concern. The mention that, that he have what we hear is the orichlaneir and tisvus be. And the Toysus Bikurim, Simon Tafresh Nun, warns against hanging flowers from the schach because some of the insects in the flowers may fall into the food. So that was one of the places where it's mentioned. And uh, there's a, it, it's, a it, it's real, especially if there are a bunch of them. It's a real, it's a real concern. So there are different types of bugs. I don't think you have to study them, which ones. There's like book lice and something called lictus, L-Y-C-T-U-S. But there, it doesn't matter. You'll see it. You'll see something moving on the plate. Nothing moves, you're a winner. Something moves, bang it a few more times. If, you, if you're getting a bunch of them, then it's time to spray. And you, get, you get a spray in the store. It's called Raid. House and Garden Bug Killer. Don't get something else. It's House and Garden because it's an outside thing. And uh, you need that one that says Garden on it. And you want a bug killer, general bug killer. And that's, that's enough. If you want to be a tzaddik, so what they tell you to do is you, you spray it and then you cover it up with a plastic and that, uh, for about an hour. And that, that, that keeps it, uh, that kills them. But I, I think uh, either... 
Again, most people are not going to have so many bugs. But you'll see. You'll see what happens. You have a problem. <laughs> Don't call me. Well, <laughs> Decide yourself. Yeah. Let me my, uh, use my trick. Because, you know, okay, many times... Trick. <clears throat> Many times you have like, you know, especially at night when you have the light in the sukkah and all the flies and stuff coming over there. So I make sure before the hug, basically spray very, very well all this hug on top, you know, and the wall with this bug spray, you know, you can yeah. buy it any any home centers. And like this, you know, you have clean sukkah without anything. Then you go, that's, uh, we suffer a lot with this, the fly, the small flies. Uh, that the, the mosquitoes are going to be bad this year. Mosquitoes and They're everything. Very bad this year. But what, if, you, if you make sure that you fly, you know, you spray good around and the top of the schach, all around, and I do it a few times, and during the hug, and I, I'm free of bugs, free of everything. Okay, believe neither we're going to try it, especially this year, because I see, I see a, a very large amount of mosquitoes in, in general, and they, I, I remember they came spraying a lot this year in Flatbush. So it, it's real that there are, there are going to be some insects out there. I uh, just wanted to uh, let you know that there is a, I mean, I'm, I hope by now anybody who's interested in Yoshin knows about the guide to Chodesh from Rabbi Herman. It's free on the, in, if, you, if you get an email version, and if you buy it, it's, I think it's $25 a year. I, I believe that's the number. Uh, we we tell you in the in our cautious monthly in the cautious magazine. We tell you how to get it, but uh, if you need the information, uh, I believe I can send that to you. Also, if you send me an email on it. But his interesting thing over here, uh, he, he this came out. I didn't see this ever before, but it has been going on. Rabbi Heinemann's organization, the Star K, put out a Yoshin quick reference guide. And they've been doing it for a few years, but I didn't know about it. Yashin Quick Reference Guide. If you, the, 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 I personally like the guide the way it is, but uh, you know, you got a bunch of pages and you got to turn pages and stuff. This is four pages, and it's a, uh, it's a breeze. You just look at it, and you don't ha I don't know if you have everything here. I think you don't, but at least you have a quick reference for many products that most people are used to. So it, it's, it's something that you might want to get. Um, it's free, of course from the uh, Star K. As of when I spoke to the Hermans, they had not seen the guide that was put out by Rabbi Heinemann, so they haven't really approved it, but uh, I'm sure that the, the, you know, the Star K did a good job in, in scanning what, what uh, Rabbi Herman's research and putting it into the succinct way in four pages. So you can get that from the Star K, a Yoshin Quick Reference Guide 2018. Now, I'm going to share with you from my Kashrus Monthly uh, what I considered from this past week to be the most amazing time that I'm, and I'm sitting here for, you know, 38 years doing this magazine and I would say this is the most exciting week and I'll tell you why. We have so many of these products, I mean, I do a, like a hundred products mentioned in each issue of the magazine. It mislabeled, unauthorized, it was simple, part of a dairy clarifications, you know, longer certified, it's a supervision change, it's a new ashkacha, whatever it is, we have usually a hundred or more different um, 
mentions items that are mentioned in our, in our products that are mentioned in our consumer alert section. And it's, it's been consistently about 100, it's more, it's less, but very, very little bit less, and sometimes way more. Depends how many months it is between the, between the magazines. But I rarely see, and I never see it in a week, I rarely see what I've seen this past week. And I want to share it with you. I think really part of it we did last time we were here. But so then call it two weeks. But listen to it. I just did it uh, the whole magazine. Uh, the, it just came out now. It's a September issue. Actually, it's called October issue of Conscious Magazine. It hasn't hit the stores yet because because the Yom Tov and we're waiting for the guide to come out. So it'd probably be a little probably right after Yom Tov. We'll be mailing him to Shemay after Yom Tov. But here's the whole magazine. I mean, the basic story in the magazine that I worked on for who knows how long, and I had eight, ten pages, was a big story, is about extra virgin olive oil. And everybody is telling me, you don't need, I'm um, sorry, sorry, some people say you don't need Ashkacha, and some Ashkachas say you do need Ashkacha. We hold you do need Ashkacha. And we, and we have many reasons why. And that's what we discuss in the article. And everybody, uh, some of the other organizations are saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, here's, here's an interesting story. We just got Iberia extra virgin olive oil with balsamic vinegar. And the company is in Brooklyn. Iber Iberial, I-B-E-R-I-A-L. I'm sorry, Iberia. There's no L. Iberia, extra virgin olive oil with balsamic vinegar. And where are they located? Brooklyn, New York. And some of the bottles have an OU on it, unauthorized. So here we have, this is the classic thing. You don't follow the magazine. You don't follow what's going on where it met with these little alerts are mentioned. And you're just going out and buying a bottle of olive oil. This is from Brooklyn. I'm sure if they make it in Brooklyn, it's sold in Brooklyn, and I'm pretty sure you could have seen this in a store. And you see an OU, yeah, Baruch Hashem. Rabbi Wickler said, you need with Ashkacha, so we've got an OU. But this is, what's <laughs> this is just an interesting thing. Then I have here, I know we mentioned a little bit about recalls the last time I was here, that there were recalls on six uh, uh, six nori companies but it, it got it got bigger it got bigger listen to what i have here i have a list of recalls for nori for blueberries and black eyed peas and noodles so listen to listen to the names of who we're talking about china mahadran which has a crc from williamsburg they had to recall one of their lots Obviously, a problem with their sushi. Sushi Mitsuyan, which has a star K, had to recall one of their lots, which means there's a problem. On Maybe it's the insects, maybe it's the equipment, it's probably the insects. China Mahadran, Sushi Mitsuyan, CRC from Chicago, from, from, sorry, from Williamsburg, star K, had to, had to make a recall. Now, there's one here, Nantung Hoxin 
seaweed nori has an unauthorized kafke. Ushia sushi has an unauthorized star K, and it should be considered not kosher. That's what the star K says. Consider it not kosher. Now, what do you mean not kosher? I assume it means that there are these seahorses in there or something like that. Next one, sushi maven. It has the vol of a rav on it. The vol of a rav sashgacha on sushi maven. And here's what it says. All lots are being recalled. Everything is recalled except two. The one from nine, th- the, nine the, be- the one that has best buy date of 9 30, 2019, and the best buy date of 1 10, 2019. All the other lots were, were recalled. Volovarov. Next, Sweet City. I never heard of it. It's like a nori. Bears a star K symbol. They recall two lots. So already I don't know what we're up to, maybe four or five of them, maybe six. We did the six, I think. Two, four, six. Yeah, we did the six. Those are the six um, nori recalls. However, we mentioned to you that there's an unauthorized, uh, whatever it is, or a lookalike of the, uh, the earth kosher on that strange product which we mentioned in the beginning. Now, we have this. The gone dried black-eyed peas, we mentioned that also. That's a recall. The black-eyed peas are infested. There was a video going around on the Internet shows you that you can see it. Just write Began, B-apostrophe-G-A-N, dried black-eyed peas, and if you go to the videos, you will see the you will see the, the video of, with all the insects, and they show you them moving. Moving. Okay. Next. Here, how about this company? Strites Egg Noodles. All sizes. All sizes of Strites Egg Noodles have been found to be infested. This is, I, I believe this is with the Cuff K on it. All of the Strites Egg Noodles, any size, is infested. Any bag with a best buy date of December 2019 or earlier, right? Best buy 2019 or earlier, which is, you know, we're talking about now, should be returned to the store for a refund. Now, they say it's happened after the manufacturing, somehow when the store is handling, whatever is. Okay, I don't care what it is, but we have here that. And, of course, I told you, I told you about the yakinori, uh, which was the one from the uh, from that had that earth kosher lookalike. So those are, I mean, China Mahajan, Sushi Matsuyan, uh, Ushia Sushi, Sushi Maven, Bodek. Oh, I didn't hear read the Bodek thing. This came out this week. Listen to this. Bodek frozen blueberries and Bodek frozen cranberry blueberry blend. They have... They mentioned specific ones, the sell-by dates of February 2020 and May 2020, and the, the, the blend was the sell-by dates by uh, 20, February 2020. Return for refund. This is the blueberries, what we've been talking about here on the show, and so many people say, <laughs> that's all silly. Okay. Uh, Bodake had to recall 
uh, a significant amount of their products with blueberries. Okay. So it, what, what we're talking about here on these shows, sometimes it sounds a little radical, but if you're not using blueberries, you don't have to worry about going back for a refund. And if you are careful about these products, and if you are limiting, you're, you're, you're better. But unfortunately, we see here names of companies, Bagan, Bodeg, these, some of these sushi companies, which are very, very, very well known, the hashkachas that are very, very well known and very acceptable. And uh, we can't say that the, the, there's something wrong with the hashkachas, but we see that uh, there are problems in Kashmas, and it's very important to stay up on top of it. I am so the, the thing that bothers me the most when I was teaching, I used to say the worst question, even when I give a shear, I say the only question that's a bad, a bad question is one that doesn't get asked. But if you ask a question, it's fine. And I get these people asking me, Is there, I, I heard there's a problem with strawberries. Is that true? Where have you been? This is Choni Hamagel. Where have you been? Where were you? Where were you sleeping? Where? How come you? Oh, really? I heard something about it. They don't want to know. People just don't want to know. They somehow think if they don't know, it won't hurt me. <laughs> okay, but but you ha but you really have to realize that this is what is involved. In, in taking this, my mag, my the thing I'm looking at is called Cautious Monthly. It's a one-page thing. There's 25 items, or 25, 30 items here on the page. You could scan it in 15 seconds. <laughs> if it's you, you know it. If it's not you, you could put it away. But not to look and not to hear and not to think and to say uh, three or four or five years later, oh, I heard people talking why are you waiting? Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's really amazing. Now, I go on another thing. Here's an interesting one that came out. This is common by what I'm going to say now. It's a very common thing. You have here, the OU just put out three different companies that their instant grits... Uh, cheese flavor, their grits, cheese flavor, and instant grits. The instant grits and the cheese flavor one especially, and the variety pack, all this instant grits. There are three different companies that have a, an a unauthorized OU and uh, very interesting. Three different companies. One of them is a Piggly Wiggly in New Hampshire, which is a very well-known store. And then another one is called Ing from Ingalls Markets in, in uh, North Carolina. And one, the other one is coming from North, that, that, they're both the uh, two North of Carolina and one New Hampshire. Is this an accident? Is this just the way the wind is? Is this, the, is this got to do with the time of year or the, or the weather? No. Obviously, all of these are being made in one factory. I don't know which factory, but all of these are being made in one factory, and the OU is being put on all of them. And here's the interesting thing. 
Sometimes they make more than three, three different companies. Are there more OUs next week? I mean, obviously the OU is looking for them. I'm sure the OU is smart enough to figure out what I just told you, and I'm sure they're looking for them. But it, you see that when one thing goes wrong, it could, it could, it's like a, a, a hole in the dike. The whole water can flow out. So just the fact that you, you, know, you see something, don't be surprised if not in a few days or a week, you're going to hear two or three or four other ones of the same different company names but all the same type of food because it's made in one factory. That's, that's interesting. We had also here a, a Pringles, extra hot potato chips. They have whey, and it's OU, but some of the cans come without, an o, without, without a D on it. And uh, we had a Keebler product here also. In other words, there are many common names that you would come across and it really behooves the people who are listening to the show and, uh, and people in general to start reading, start looking around, be aware, be, a, be an uh, educated consumer. And then you have a chance. I, I'm not saying we, we never, ever have something in wrong with, with, with the foods that are in our house. We try our best, but at least you have a chance if you're staying on top of it. We have uh, only a short time left. I'd like to... Uh, Go on now to something that I think ties in to the to this time of year. I don't know if this is from this year. It's not this year. I mean, I don't know if it was recent or it's like a two years ago. I don't really know. But it says it was produced in 2016. But my guess is that it was not as it was repeated again. Uh, there's a, a Rabbi Heshi Kahan who uh, has a piece every week in the Stiebel. If you've never seen the Stiebel, it doesn't cost anything if you have it. If you can get it on, online, they'll email it to you. You know, you, it's, uh, it's free, and uh, you just download it. It's a beautiful thing. It comes every Shabbos, and uh, you, uh, you have some good, good reading here. But I love Hashi Kahan's uh, column because it's a thinking. For me, it's great. You know, I, maybe you like one of the other columns, but he he always tackles a halachic issue, and has a very interesting approach to it. I, I I enjoy them very much, and sometimes I comment on them to him. This one is about hitting another Jew, and there's a lot of reasons I wanted to talk about this, although I'm not going to really go through the whole thing. Now, why is it important now for? Because we're supposed to be doing tshuva before Yom Kippur. According to the Ramban, you have to start Yom Kippur having done tshuva right, right before. And that's why you have to say Tfil Zaka, and you have to say, uh, you have to say a, a Vidui right before the Zman of, the, of, the Yom, of, of Yom Kippur. So we are supposed to ask our friends and relatives and everybody we know for Mechila. Now, that should, this is the time we should be thinking, before Yom Kippur, about mechila from other humans. And one of the things that ties into is hitting another Jew. Now, I think most people who are listening to me say, I never hit another Jew. I never did it. 
And you know what? It could be true. But listen to some of the examples that he gives. Is this prohibition only, this is uh, from uh, Heshi Kahan in the Shtibel, hitting another Jew. Is this prohibition only if one hits someone else intentionally? As is clear from the Talmud that discusses the issue of taking out a splinter, which may cause pain to the recipient, that even if one hits by accident, he's still encroaching on the Eser. Maybe it's chogeg, maybe it's unintentional. Therefore, one must be careful when. And I love this. Think about these. These are four things that we should really be thinking about. And it opens up, and it open, when I read this, I, it opens up a whole way of thinking about encroaching on somebody else, uh, hurting somebody else. Putting on his towels in the morning, you have to be careful not to cause a whiplash to the person behind you. I've gotten hit so many times, I, I hope it was a kapora, each one of them. I don't know if you've ever been hit by the women have never don't even know what I'm talking about. But when a person flings his tzitzis in the back, there may be somebody there. It happened to me once that I that I did hit somebody, and I really never do. Because I'm so careful, you have no idea. But I was with nothing behind me. And somebody went through behind me and I didn't know he was coming. I didn't, <laughs> didn't see a sign that he was coming. And it, it hit him, and it really hurt him. It bothered him. He came over to me afterwards. He said, you should be careful. I, I felt very bad. And uh, it, it's something that it, there are those people that just bravado, you know, they just go and whip it around, and, and they, they don't look at all. They don't even have any awareness of who's behind them, where it's going to hit them. And since that day, I'm very careful. But even before, I was always careful. I think it's a wonderful thing to be careful because that sensitizes us. There's another human being in the world. There really is somebody else out there besides you, besides me. I mean, there is somebody else. And that's what we were supposed to be thinking. Yeah, we're not going to hit people. We're not beating people up. But yes, we do have to think, could we be hurting somebody? It's like with words, but here it's physical. And the next one, driving his bicycle on the sidewalk along with other pedestrians traveling by foot. Oh, think about those people that came at you. Oh, they didn't hit you, Baruch Hashem, but that was so close. Think about those kids and adults who were riding on bikes and then almost not thinking. As somebody that I know, he was... You know, he he was he had the reverse where he he was a, he was riding in, a, in his bike in the street, and a pedestrian ran in front of him, and he had to put his brakes on, and he went flying. But you have you have situations where you're trying to walk, and this this bicycle is coming at you, and if you're an older person, and you don't have ability to walk well, that's very very scary, and people do have to be concerned when they're passing other people, to be a little understanding and uh, not zooming right in front of their nose. <laughs> Number three, wheeling a shopping cart in a crowded aisle at the supermarket. Think about all those people who pushed past you, <laughs> bunked into you, didn't care. 
Now, nothing happened, but it's upsetting. And some people are, you know, they're gung-ho. They, they, they think, I can make it through the, the soup, the, the, these uh, carriages and where the shopping carts. And what happens is you clunk one or you clunk two of them. Go nice and slowly and say, excuse me, and this and that before you walk through. Realize that the other people in the world. So maybe we don't hit anybody in the nose, but maybe we aren't so careful. And there are people who do with cars. There are people who will, on the street, when they're driving in the street, they don't want to hit anybody because that would, their car will get smashed. But how many people bunk against the car when they're backing in without even trying to not to touch the car? It may happen you touch a car and you didn't do any damage, but you don't bunk into it. The person's supposed to be concerned about somebody else's body and somebody else's possessions. And then they mentioned about taking a stroller onto a bus. Uh, I suppose you mean a shopping cart or something like that, a stroller or a stroller onto the bus. People are taking a stroller on the bus, of course, they're, they, 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 they're overworked. I mean, they're holding a kid in this and that. It's very hard. But in any, in any case where you come into those uh, situations where you're coming among other people, yes, we do have to be concerned about we should not hit another Jew. Even a little bit, like that little whiplash of the, of the tzitzis. The person doesn't have pain or lasting pain from it, but it's upsetting. They didn't expect it. And it's, 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 it stings a little bit. So uh, he, he, that sensitivity we should have that we shouldn't hurt another Jew. And the question comes up, uh, you know, about playing sports. Most people hold that that you're, you know, everybody who's involved in sports, they they're sort of moichel. But if it, but if somebody uh, is pretty pushy in sports, you know, uh, football, you have to tackle. But there's tackling and there's tackling, and uh, and when the teammate says, "Go hit him, go kill him." Maybe that's not really <laughs> what the Jews are supposed to be doing. Yeshua Bachram. So it's really that you know this it has to be a little bit of a, a thought in this in the game, not to shove somebody, not to push people, and in in life in general, we're not supposed to push people. We go where we can go, and then we don't but we don't push, and we don't get in other people's ways. That's sort of a very important thing from, that I learned from this uh, little article from, uh, from Heshi Khan. Let me mention an, another one here. These are, there is some, there is a, uh, a, a question as to whether uh, it was a, the Tzemach Tzedek had a question as to whether or not the town Shochet could continue on his profession as it became known that he hit someone. And the Chassam Sofer gave a psak, as, uh, had to give a psak as to whether or not an Ovil can have ten people daven with him in the house because he had previously hit someone and therefore he may be in Cheren. When somebody hits somebody, they really are touching on the issue of Cheren. And I've seen it. I've seen people in very from settings. I saw somebody in a base medrash hit another Jew. That's right. I saw that many, many years ago. Uh, it was very striking how somebody could hit another person in a base medrash. 
over a seat. But it happened. And people, and people have to be aware that losing a temper is terrible. That's a terrible thing. But hitting somebody, almost hitting somebody, raising your hand to hit somebody, and the Torah says he calls that person a Russia, just to raise your hand to want to hit. So people really do have to be concerned about other people. And then we wouldn't have to come so much and ask for forgiveness. The question comes up about the children today. Children today cannot take corporal punishment. Anybody my age remembers in the past some corporal punishment in the home or in the school. Yes, in the old days that was done, but it can't be done anymore because it only turns the people off. It, it, it gets them to run out of the house. It gets them to go off the derech. I was close to one f- family where the boy went off the derech, and the reason was the Rebbe hit him. But that wasn't the real reason why he went off the derech. The real reason he went off the derech is because the father took the side of the Rebbe, and then he, he had it. My father is in cahoots with the Rebbe. They hit me. And the menial held that way too. He said, it's over. And he, and he, he, he for a while, he left. But Baruch Hashem, he came back. Anyway, that's the, we're in a different world today. All the Rabbanim say that hitting is out. And, if it, and screaming is, 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 is not hitting, but it's just one step away. And raising a hand is a Russia. So how do you control kids today? It's a trick. But you have to do with the positive enforcement. Kind words, confidence building, encouragement, positive reinforcement. Empower them through their strengths. That's the methodology today. How do you do that with a classroom of 25 kids? I haven't figured out. But that's what has to be if you want to be able to teach in today's world. You have to work on positive reinforcement. Very, very little negative reinforcement and never screaming and never hitting. So you're very, very limited and the kids have to be very cooperative. You have to have really good kids today in order to be able to teach them because if they want to get around the Rebbe or the teacher, they, they, they have it made. Very, very challenging business today. Uh, that, that basically takes care of uh, the topics that we, that we had. Uh, I, there was one here about Pas Akum that I had, because some people talk about that, especially at this time of the year, and that Heshi had one of those also recently, which was, uh, as usual, interesting. And, uh, but there's nothing very, very uh, new about that topic, and I think most people do know that, yes, even though a product is 100% kosher, we know that it's 100% kosher, we definitely should try to get past Israel something that the Jew lit the fire. And that's, that's a requirement, but it's a requirement that has a lot of leniencies in it. I mean, too much t- uh, t- time would take to go through them. Basically, if there's nothing else available, especially if you're out of town, uh, if it depends on how the foods taste, if it's a unique taste and unique product, there are had terim, for using what we call pas palter, means 
kosher products, but and kosher certified, but not not with a Jewish bakery, not not a Jew turning on the fire. Uh, the the OU and the Star K put out lists of their past Yisrael products. They both came out with lists just recently. If you want, you can get them from the OU and the Star K. There are many, many products. I remember when the OU started putting out past Yisrael products, were very few. And today, many, many, many of them are past Yisrael. And the Star K as well has a very large list of of uh, of, uh, of their products, which are past Israel, and I see that uh, in some of the some of the different sta- cities, it's becoming very popular. I just got from Detroit; they gave us a list of uh, restaurants that are 100% past Israel. So, if a person wants to be careful about past Israel, it is not very hard at all. Really, it's not hard. Just you have to have your ideas. Uh, you just have to find out the information, and the organizations have it. They know their past Israel products, so it's not a very s- difficult thing. Chal Israel is very easy today. Past Israel is very easy today, and Yoshin has become very easy because of the work of Rabbi Herman. So again, if you want to get that booklet from uh, from the, I, I was going to, I offered. Uh, a couple of things today. I forgot already whatever I offered, but I will send you whatever I offered. Um, if you want to get the uh, the quick reference guide to to the Yoshin, I would suggest you get that straight from the from the Star K. But the other things that I told you earlier, you can get from us by sending an email to Kashris at AOL.com, or you can reach us on the phone at 718 718- Three three six eight five four four. I want to let you know that right after Yom Tov, when we come back, we're going to be able to discuss the new booklet that came out. It's a book, really, not a booklet. 224 pages to 1,427 cautious agencies worldwide. People ask me all the time, and we have a lot of work that goes into that, because we have to decide what is acceptable. We can't say that these hashkachas are, are correct, but we have to determine if the Rabbis are fully orthodox. We had very interesting situations recently with several rabbis that we've removed from the booklet. And it's a, a very interesting question. Uh, each one of them is a different individual, and there's different reasons for it. But it's very challenging. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot, even though we can't say these are recommended, the, the, the whole book is all of 1427 recommended, but we do give you information that will help you make these decisions. And right away, you know who that is. You don't have to start describing the symbol. It's right there. We have a pictorial index, and we have the, the book that discusses everybody according to the six states that they're in, and then in the countries. We have it all divided up in a very easy way, and an index in the back. So it's a no-brainer. You can find something in two seconds. And uh, it, it, people find it uh, very, very helpful. It's our most popular product of the year. Actually, it's of every two years because it only comes out every two years. This is the 2019-2020 Kausha Supervision Guide. And we also have the, the October issue of the magazine, which we'll be talking more about, and you'll be able to pick it up in a store or get it from us or get a subscription by contacting us, 718-336-8544, or email us at, uh, at Kashrus, K-A-S-H, R-U-S, at AOL.com. And until after Yom Tov, 
This is your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Conscious Magazine, wishing everybody a Gemara Lechsim Tova, a good Kabench to your, a wonderful year, a year with no problems in it, only opportunities for doing Torah and mitzvahs, and we will, in Yitz Hashem, meet again after Yom Tov.